Hey, dudes. It's KUNM Youth Radio. For Shizzle, I'm Felicia Alexandria Monique Tafoya. This is MC Mr. Majestic Animals Revolution. We got a really tight ass show lined up for you. And we can even say ass. Ass, ass, ass. Yeah, dog. Today is the fourth anniversary of 9 11, the 9 11 tragedy in New York. We have a roundtable discussion. But for now, Lucia has a badass jam with you. Coming up right now, we have Wycliffe, Jespora. That was Jasper by Whitecliff. Now back to our host, Felicia. Hi, I'm Felicia here at KUNM 89.9. And I wanted to get off with our first, pa- our first round table talking about Hurricane Katrina. And during the week and a half after Katrina, King Katrina struck, there's been an overwhelmed wonder and speculations on what happened in the Gulf Coast, what's going to happen next, and what does that mean locally to us. So that brings us to our roundtable. And I'm going to start off with Kyle by asking him, how how effective do you think the relief has been in the Gulf Coast? I think it's been pretty good. I think that uh, people have really responded very well. Uh, We've had you know, you've had lots of donations to the Red Cross and other organizations to help the victims themselves, and the military has responded and rescue attempts are underway. I, I think, of course, there's probably more we could be doing. I mean, maybe uh, more, more, uh, more of a rescue attempts in New Orleans. But overall, I think it's I think it's gone pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh- a lot of people now who are staying in New Orleans and Louisiana and Mississippi, they some of them who are staying there don't really want to be rec- rescued, so it's sort of hard with that. Yeah. But anyone else, uh, Rachel or Joe, would you like to comment on this question? Just basically what he said. It's going pretty good, and um, just keep up the good work, basically. Do any of you think that we should be doing more, like, here in Albuquerque, like as youth, you know, trying to do more things because there are a lot of schools who are participating in doing a lot of things, you know, fundraisers for them. So my school is doing something. Um, We're doing fundraisers, um, other things, and just to get money ready for to send it because that's what I've heard that they did, that they want more money than they want anything else. Yeah, and I've been reading through the papers saying that there's like a lot of donations, money donations, and they don't really need no more. That they've got mostly everyone who is staying at the convention center, housing and food and clothes and some type of social security. And they even get benefits that they weren't receiving from, you know, Louisiana and Mississippi. So that turned out really good for them. Well, I think, though, that while the refugees themselves at this point may not necessarily need money, um, the efforts, it's the efforts themselves in New Orleans, trying to uh, find people and draining the city. 
does that those efforts do need do need uh funding because they're spending about a billion dollars a day now so you know it's hard to keep up that type of that type of income on it so yeah i was gonna say you know we are the youth of the nation like our theme song plays in the beginning and um you know we are the future politicians what can we learn from this disaster being as youth joe what do you think i think we can really um take care of things a lot quicker than they took care of the like the levy that was I guess messed up. They didn't really take care of that back when they asked them to, and because of that, this happened. And uh, that's really it. And you, Rachel? Basically, what we can take from this as well is that procrastination sucks, because if they wouldn't have procrastinated in the first place, um, maybe a lot more people could have been saved, and you know, we wouldn't be going through this as major as it turned out to be yeah they're ending up you know paying so much more than they would have had to pay from the beginning so it's a very bad situation with procrastination so i think you know from this experience happening our youth will learn a lot from what our past generations have messed up on so I think in future situations, we would be able to do a good job at preventing something like this. And just talking like locally, how do you think our state, you know, would react if we had our own natural disaster? What do you think? I think we'd be really slow to it because New Mexico as a state is not you is not a state that's used to having any type of natural catastrophe or any natural uh, disasters. We don't. We don't have earthquakes. We don't sit on fault lines. We don't have tornadoes, hurricanes, floods, anything like that. So if we were, if we were ever to get one of those very rare but very serious floods, then, I mean, we'd be totally off put because we wouldn't know how to react to it. We wouldn't be ready for something like that. So, Yeah, that's totally true, Kyle. You know, we, um, you know, most people who were in the Gulf Coast, they didn't know how to react. And it would be the same nationwide, I'm sure, you know. We wouldn't know what to do. We would have no way of doing much. So it's sort of hard to even put ourselves to think in that situation. But what would you do? What would you all do if something terrible happened? You know, what would you give up? Would you give up your house, Joe? Uh, yeah, I would. I would give up my house. I would let people stay at my house if they really needed somewhere to stay. If I had money, I would give it, definitely give it to help people and help whatever needed to be done. Um, what about you? Basically the <laughs> same, same thing. thing. Yeah, it's it's hard, you know, you know, no, not knowing anyone and, uh, you know, housing them in your own house and that would be a hard thing to do, but you would do it because they're in, you know, such need. So you it, you would have to do it. But there's been so much speculation and like covering up in the media about the whole Katrina incident. And there's been so many different opinions on it. But I've heard a few things about newspaper articles and magazines saying that our America is being considered as a third world country due to poverty in the Hurricane Katrina. We have a high murder rate, you know, so 
what do you guys do you guys think that's true do you think we're on the lines of being a third world country i really think that could be considered accurate because we have such a high murder rate we have such a high poverty rate unemployment i mean our country is in a is in more debt than any other quote-unquote civilized country and many other third world countries and the the irony is that so many people who live here think that we really are one we really are high on the list of the countries that are very refined and very civilized and very um i suppose you could say uh uh, first world yeah yeah we really um you know we have a lot of debt here in the USA, but we also have very many, much more things, you know, than a lot of other people in third world that are actually third world countries, you know. So I would have to say that some of those things are, you know, really true about our own country. But, you know, in the other places, I think that we're, it's just so bad. We're so much, so fortunate, you know, to have the things that we have because other kids are like starving in Africa and, and it's just really sad, you know, so much more, you know, tragic events are going on. And they have to do whatever they have to do to you know, make it. So I was going to say, you know, there's been a lot of talk about looting. And about looting. Is looting really bad when you're in a crisis, you know, to survive? Is it really bad? What do you think, Rachel? It would all depend on what you're looting for. Like, if you're looting for, like, a Smith's, for food and stuff, it wouldn't be bad because, you know, you need food to survive. But if you're looting, like, Target for TVs and other things, you know, that are really not important in that type of situation, then it'd be bad. So it just depends on what you're looting for. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've seen, like, a lot of reports with TVs and such. They're looting them out in radios and you know, I would think that I would want, like, some good CDs and stuff to listen to. But, you know, my mom always said, you know, you just got to make do with what you don't have. And you don't need it if you can't buy it. So I think that it's just really bad people having to do things like that. And that's what it comes to when there's natural disasters. But is there anything else any of you want to say? Because we're going to have to wrap up. Nope. Nope. Well, our thoughts and our prayers go out to all the all the people in Louisiana, Mississippi, and I pray for a better future. This song here is uh, Breaking the Levee by Led Zeppelin, and I picked this song because it's a really good old blues song, probably influenced by some levee in their, in their city or state, so rock on, Led Zeppelin. Lucia's coming up. Listening to Youth Radio KUNM at 89.9. I'm Lucia, your music host for the hour. You just heard When the Levy Breaks by Led Zeppelin. And coming up next is My Chemical Romance, Helena. Long ago, to 
was like a horse tired of getting You're listening to Youth Radio on 89.9 KONM. We just heard My Chemical Romance by Helena, which was contributed by my fellow music host, Lucia. And coming up later in the show, our group here at Youth Radio will share our views on the events of September 11th. But for now, we've got some more music for you, starting with Joanna Pasidi's Watch Me Shine. to Youth Radio on 89.9 KONM. We just heard a set of music that started with Watch Me Shine by Joanna Pasidi, which was contributed by Rachel Fawcett. And we just heard Once Upon a Time in New York City, which was con- which by, Hue- by Huey Lewis, which was contributed by me, Michael, in light of September 11th. And now, speaking of September 11th, I'd like to turn the segment over to Luis. Today marks the fourth anniversary of the September 11th attacks on the Pentagon and World Trade Center. Four years. Some of us were in fifth grade, and now some of us are graduating high school. The world we've grown up in these past four years has been shaped by this most traumatic, enraging, and terrifying event. As children, we saw the world react, saw the changes in U.S. domestic and foreign policy, the Iraq War and the Patriot Act, and we reacted ourselves with fear, questions, protest, or compliance. But now, four years later, what does it mean? Let's hear from the KUNM Youth Radio Collective. My name is Evan Molson. I was in fourth grade on September 11, 2001. I was in the car going to school when I heard that a plane had hit the World Trade Center in New York. Then another one hit. I thought, why would somebody do that? Four years later, with the wounds of September 11 still healing and other ones opening up in its wake, the question still remains, why would somebody do that? I don't know. What makes people kill? I don't know. My name is Lucia Martinez. September 11th changed my life. It brought many events that would change my views about this country forever. Even now, I still remember that day four years ago when the planes crashed into the Twin Towers and the World Trade Center. I was shocked. Even though I could not grasp the concept of terrorism completely, I knew it was a horrible thing. To this day, I do not understand the choices that the terrorists made. I also do not understand why our government responded in the way that they did. I'm Michael Hartley. 
After September 11th, I began to see world affairs in a different light. Until then, I had never been interested in the goings-on of politics and the like. But suddenly, it was the hottest issue in school. Everyone was talking about it. I found myself listening more attentively to my parents' rantings about government. I realized that they weren't really ranting. They were telling me important news that I needed to know. For if we are completely oblivious to what is going on in our world today, then we are part of the problem. I want to be part of the solution. I'm Mina Lee. I just turned on the TV and saw a plane crashing through a building. I didn't know what was going on. I then went to school and heard everyone talking about it, then realized from my teacher that two planes had crashed through the World Trade Center. I was in the fifth grade when it happened, so I didn't know what, was, what these buildings were or what they meant to us. Now when boarding planes, 9-11 always crosses my mind, and it scares me that there might be some terrorist or hijacker on it. My name is Luis Martinez. Um, for me, September 11th, well, September 11th, of course, was four years ago when I was in eighth grade. And um, the implications of September 11th uh, really have had a, a really vast impact on my outlook on the world. Mainly the, the implications such as, as the justification of the Iraq um, war, how, how September 11th was falsified and, and misconstrued to justify the Iraq war, and how, how the United States government was un, really unresponsive and, and uh, almost, I would say, criminal in its, in its actions. Uh, uh, towards the American people in that respect. Um, I, I remember uh, when I was in ninth grade, uh, that was one year after September 11th, um, in the build-up to the Iraq War, um, I was active along with a lot of other students and uh, some teachers from my high school. And I remember um, particularly this one protest um, when we were down by, right down by a university in Central I remember um, they launched tear gas, and they, you know, beat people with with their their batons and and, and held, you know, automatic weapons at at, at you, know, you know American citizens exercising their their right of assembly, and these things that I've seen these you know this this mad bloodshed, and such has really just um, given me uh, quite a bleak outlook. My name is Tracy Tram, and when September 11th happened, I became really scared of airplanes. I woke up and turned on the television as usual. I saw this image of these planes crashing into these tall buildings. Over and over again, these images kept repeating. I had no idea what these buildings were until I went to school where I was informed on it. Now when September 11th is mentioned, I can see those mental images of these planes crashing not once but twice into the Twin Towers. My name is Kyle Ferris. The way 9-11 really changed my life was that I realized how racist this country can be. My father, his mother is Japanese and he fits the profile of an Arab man he is tall, black hair, black beard, with sun-brown skin. And so every time we go through airport security, he gets pulled over by one of the random security checks to be waved down with the metal detector. And I see the effect mirrored over anybody who maybe is Middle Eastern or who even looks Middle Eastern. 
I am Rachel Fawcett, and the way 9-11 has affected me is that it's made me more aware of how things are. One thing I've noticed is that people are more discriminatory to people from other countries, especially Iraq. And to me, that's just so stereotypic because not everybody from other countries are terrorists, and that's, like, wrong. My name is Joseph Savage, and the thing I've seen that has been most affected by 9-11 is the racism against Middle Eastern people in this country. My name is Avikar Lucky, and nothing really changed for me after September 11th except for the way that I saw my country, and I see America now as an angry and vindictive country. My name is Felicia DeFoya, and I can only imagine you know, the tremendous pain everyone went through in New York. And it makes me appreciate my freedom and my life every day here in New Mexico. But I'm still scared because we are in a place where there's many Air Force bases and top secret military work going on. And it could possibly be a target for terrorists. And I think at any time the same type of disaster could happen to us. But for now, I really appreciate our peace here. So I'm glad. Listening to Youth Radio on 89.9 KONM, you just heard Bin Laden by Immortal Technique, contributed by Luis Martinez. And before that, Harris Corey with Fire, contributed by Lucia Martinez. And our K- um, and now, let's go to our weekly calendar with Wes and Mina. Good evening. This is the Youth Radio Weekly Calendar for September 11th, 2005. I'm Mina Lee. And I'm Wes Barber. The Albuquerque State Fair is back in town. There will be local dancers, great food, tons of rides, and activities for everyone to enjoy. Exhibit buildings are open from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And entertainment stages from noon to 9 p.m. Join New Mexico Aid Services for Family Fun. Come to the 2005 AIDS Walk. It will be held at UNM's Johnson Field on Saturday, September 24th. For more information, contact 938-7143. Again, that number is 
1-800-273-7143 or register online at www.nmas.net. There will be some great all-ages shows at the Sunshine Theater coming up. Twisted will perform Friday, September 16th at 7 p.m. Chevelle with special guest Taproot and the Black Maria will be jamming on September 20th at 7 p.m. And last but not least, the Hip Hop Fest featuring KRS-One, Guru of Gangstar, Black Alicious, Cool Keith, and Esham will be gripping the mic Friday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. Check out Albuquerque Little Theater's Man of La Mancha. Performances will be held on September 16th, 17th, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th at 8 p.m. and on Sunday matinees on September 18th and 25th at 2 p.m. For ticket information, call the box office at 242-4750. Again, that number is 242-4750. For all you art lovers, come experience the Downtown Albuquerque Arts Festival 2005. It will be held on September 22nd to the 25th on Gold Avenue. Get a sneak peek at www.downtownabq.com. Come support the Albuquerque Tricentennial. On Friday, September 16th at the Civic Plaza, there will be La Fiesta Mexicana de Independencia 05. To find out more, call 280-0201. For more events of the Albuquerque Tricentennial, visit albuquerque300.org. Another all-ages show that you might want that you might not want to miss is the alternative rock band Emery, who will be coming through New Mexico. Their concert is on September 22nd at the Launchpad. Doors open at 7 p.m. For more information, visit the website www.launchpadrocks.com. Please remember that you can contact us with your announcements for next week by logging on to kunm.org slash youthradio. We take announcements through Thursday before our Sunday program. Again, that website is kunm.org slash youthradio. This concludes your weekly calendar with Wes, Barber, and Nina Lee. Now to Luis and Felicia. Thanks for tuning in to Youth Radio on KUNM 89.9 FM. That's our show for tonight. Our engineer was Evan Molson. Our co-engineer is Tracy Tram. Our producer was Avikra Lucky. Our, co- our co-producer was Mars Challen. Uh, I was your host, MC Mr. Majestic Animal something. Oh man, stop lying. You know your name is Luis oh, Martinez. Man. My name's Luis Martinez. And my name is Felicia DeFoya. Your music hosts were Lucia Martinez and Michael Harley. Your calendar host was Wes Barber and Mina Lee. Um, Kyle Ferris, Joseph Savage, Rachel, Rachel Fawcett, and Jack Murray are also members of the KUNM Youth Radio Collective. Remember to write on your fridge with a big marker. Our show's on Sunday at 7, and that concludes this show at... Youth Radio, KUNM 89.9. Thank you, and good night.